What's up, everybody? This is Snow. Welcome back to another episode of the Snow Globe Podcast. I appreciate you guys stopping by once again, and I'm so grateful for you listeners out there. want to come to you a little bit earlier than usual in light of all this coronavirus pandemic. I know it's been a little difficult for a few folks, but to bring some positivity and hopefully a few giggles in honor of my little brother who's getting married this year, Trey, who's getting married to his wonderful fiance, Shayna. Hopefully this is something funny for you guys. Thought I'd bring in my husband again and we do kind of a special topic outside of the usual to hopefully brighten up your day. Just want to point out, neither of us are relationship experts. These are just the things we've learned in our first year and a half of marriage. Also, it's for anyone who may be going through the same things, kind of curious about what kinds of things people go through, or just need something to do because you're bored. Hope you guys like it. Take a listen to me and my husband, Joel. Yeah, but we've had, um, we haven't, we're here in Georgia, we haven't been, like, ordered to shelter in place, but a lot of things were shut down, and we've been taking a lot of precautions to isolate and quarantine ourselves as much as we can. Control who we come in contact with, even though it's probably can't control everything. It's just the least we can do. Yeah, we've been like the wily coyote in his failed attempts at everything in our quest to find toilet paper. Oh my gosh, I can't even find toilet paper. It's not even funny. Oh. Every time I like, I approach the aisle, I look up ahead a little bit. You see the numbers and you look down and you're like, okay, paper, bath tissue. And literally I can see the shelves empty. From, so I'm like, okay, time to turn around. We were, We did have some success in the mountains though. Yeah, well, all the Walmarts and chain grocery stores are out of toilet paper. Last Saturday, we went down to middle southern Georgia to do a hike, and we found a roll of four. (laughs) The the huge pack, but we found a roll of four at a gas station down there. But since then, it's just been foiled at every turn. I went online and found an article uh, places where you can still order toilet paper during coronavirus. And one of them was Office Depot online. And I guess just in my haste, I clicked on the link from the article, but I didn't look at the description fully. And so I ordered it thinking I'm getting two huge packages of toilet paper. Huge oh. packs, yeah. And it's paper towels. No! It was so sad. We had paper towels for like a year now, but no toilet paper. I know. And then I went on Walmart's website and everything was out of stock, but they had like some industrial size rolls that allegedly available. So at least they let me order them. They said, oh, it'll be ready Thursday, which was a couple days ago (laughs) last week. And then I get an email, oh, by the way, don't come to the store yet. It's been delayed, so just spoiled again. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, we have enough for uh, probably two weeks or so. But In honor of uh, one of my little brothers getting married this year, Joel and I have been married for about a year and a half now, roughly. November 2018, so yep. Going on a year and a half. And so we thought we'd share some firsts for you or what we've learned in our first year of marriage. The first one... Well, just a disclaimer, we're in no way (laughs) experts on marriage. We're not promoting this as any type of advice. We just want to share things we've learned and you can learn something. If you're thinking about marriage or married and get a good laugh, 
we've done our jobs. But yeah, the first one is maybe you could word it better than I can. So one thing I've learned is that being married is more expensive than being single. Now, the obvious math says, well, duh, two people is a hundred times or a hundred percent greater expenses than you would have being single. The math doesn't work that way. (laughs) For every thousand dollars of expenses I have, she has $1,500 worth of expenses. (laughs) And a lot of that has to do with meals. As a bachelor, I was, and I'm still content, eating very simple meals. with like Two ingredients. Just give me some cooked chicken breasts, a can of chickpeas, and some kale or spinach leaves, and I'm good. That's all I need. Or I can eat baked fish or baked chicken. I can eat that all week. But Snow likes these elaborate, complex meals with all long list of ingredients. These They're not complex. Food. We're talking about chili. No, I get store brand everything, sauces, dressings. You get like this. What a Thai butter, <laughs> nut chicken sauce or whatever. He benefits from it. They don't even have store brand for that, so I know it's expensive. Don't listen to him. He benefits from it. No, but seriously, I do, you know, when you're in high school or something, you'll eat what you can, eat what's available, eat whatever your parents bought. But as an adult, I tend to want to indulge maybe more than necessary. Instead of buying just like the uh, store brand salsa, I'd rather make my own, the lemons and the limes, tomatoes, and cilantro. Maybe onion and jalapeno. I mean, it gets up there, but... So, you'd be buying a lot more ingredients when you're married than you would as a single man. Also, some of it are for health reasons. I prefer fresher than... I think some of it might be we value different things. True. I In a meal, I value value, like the calories per dollar... I value the nutrients, so I want to make sure I'm getting some nutrient value from what I'm eating. And taste, so maybe those all three are equal, whereas for you, meals seem like an experience. (laughs) Taste is first and foremost, and I guess you get some sort of pleasure from planning and preparing and making the meal, whereas my philosophy is if it takes longer to make it than it does to eat it, it's not worth it. Wow, that's hilarious. I don't know if there's a scientific reason for that or if it's just part of my personality, but the taste and experience of something because I'm either putting nutrients or maybe too many calories in my body, yes, I value the flavor and the experience maybe more than average Joe. Clearly, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another area where marriage is more expensive than being single is just furniture and household items. It's like as a bachelor, I'm content with a TV, you know, a couch, basic furniture, like a bed. I'm having to buy things and put money towards things. I never even considered like matching bathroom set. The shower curtain has to match the <laughs> the uh, bath mat, has to match the towels and the uh, For more hand drying towels. Luxurious experience. <laughs> Centerpiece on the dining room table, matching tablecloth. I'm still, we haven't gotten one yet, but I hear it every couple of months. Like, can we get a rug? I want to get a rug. <laughs> uh, what size rug should we get? So these <laughs> things are, that I never would have considered as, as a you know, single man coming out of pocket for this stuff. Bottom line is it can be expensive. You care about certain things. So just be aware, be prepared, and 
multiply your expenses as a single man <laughs> by 150% and you'll get an idea of what it costs to be married. She'll be happy. You'll be happy. That's all that matters. So in general, if nobody knows, men and women are wired differently. For me, as a woman, everything's connected. Job, family, thoughts, all kind of intertwine and overlap sometimes. And I think that's one thing that you've learned or recognized. Yeah, definitely. Before we got married, I had read a book called His Brain, Her Brain by Barb and Walt Lattimore, I believe. And they're a pair of doctors, neurology or something like that. Anyways, they wrote a book about explaining the physiological differences in men and women's brains and how men and women's brains are wired differently. And so we behave differently and how neither is better or worse, but they can complement each other when they're each given room to, you know, be what they are naturally. One thing I learned from the book and definitely related to was that men's brains are wired to focus on one thing at a time. And we're very good at compartmentalizing. So when I'm home from work, I don't think about work until I hit the shower the next morning. I'm just watching TV or eating my meal or whatever. But for my wife, I just saw that everything's connected. So if I, I could kind of sense if her mood was off or if she was upset, it wouldn't necessarily be about what was going on in the moment, but it could be about something that happened at work or a conversation she had with her or any number of things. And I think re having read that book, it prepared me. So I wasn't like, oh my God, why are you? So I don't question, why do you feel this way? You shouldn't feel this way. I don't do that. I acknowledge your feelings, but I think I try to encourage you not to let your feelings rule you or keep you from continuing to move forward and make positive choices in the moment and keep living whatever. You are very patient and very generous in the way you attempt to understand. And sometimes <laughs> when uh, I see she's experiencing, you know... Great turmoil. <laughs> a tumult of emotions, I'll just tell her, ride the wave. Like, yeah, I think I've heard you wave. say that, ride the wave. The thing is, if you maybe have like an experience at work or just like even doing your regular thing, grocery shopping, coming into contact with somebody and it's bothersome or kind of shakes you from the core, like going to a store and uh, somebody's just rude to you and you're like, where did that come from? Clearly it has nothing to do with you, but maybe you're feeling a little bit more sensitive that day. It's like you can't get it out of your head. And you have to remember not to meditate on negative things. However, it still kind of rattles you. So when you come home and your husband is looking at you like, is everything okay? You're like, yes, but it's still just kind of stuck with you. It's very helpful speaking about you, Joel, when you don't make me feel like I'm disrupting the energy in the house over it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could get through it. So it's built me up. And then when I go and have any experiences even close to it, I'm like, huh, whatever. Another thing uh, that I'd like to give an example of uh, for me as a woman, some thoughts and emotions and everything are connected. Kind of have to remember that not everybody's on that journey with you, whatever you're feeling. So sometimes it's helpful to give them a little bit in of insight or and this may come with maturity to recognize how you're feeling and take a moment to either think on something else to overcome it or redirect your energy in a more productive way. It's okay to have those moments, 
but you have to remember to include that loved one who cares about you that um you're taking a moment to figure out some stuff or process some things something we've learned in marriage is the importance of communicating expectations exactly and i'll give an example from just last week so i came home from work i just want to relax the night before i had started the movie goodwill hunting which i had never seen excellent movie by the way very good performance from robin williams oscar winning really impressive script by matt damon and ben affleck who were only in their 20s when they wrote it and i believe they won an oscar for it but anyways so i came home from work and i just had in my mind i want to finish watching goodwill hunting so i'm sitting on the couch i have the movie on and i'm watching it then this is like dinner time. So it's dinner time. I'm and in the kitchen making dinner. And <laughs> we live in the apartment, so the kitchen is literally like twelve feet away. So I'm watching a movie, trying to hear the dialogue, and all I hear is whack, 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 whack. <laughs> I think I was making I was I was making guacamole. So I had to chop all the vegetables and rinse them. <laughs> so and I'm just kind of getting a little annoyed, like, okay, uh, let me turn the volume. <laughs> so I, I turn it on, I try to keep watching, and it just keep the noise just keeps going on. <laughs> whack, 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 whack. Then Tupperware is just rusting. I'm around. like, it's it. dinner time, I'm making dinner. So what I learned is, and I and I didn't handle it the best. I, I stormed out. All he oh, did was, uh, and ran into the room and closed the door. <laughs> I was like, what happened? And and I asked, you know, when are you going to be done cooking? And then you told me, I don't know, 10 minutes, whatever. Then you told me you're done. But then I kept hearing noise. So that <laughs> I was, more. I was then, getting the Tupperware. In her anyway. Mind, being done was being done cooking. It wasn't being done making noise, which right. is what that meant to me. So I just heard more noise. So I start, stormed off upset. Like I'm totally baffled at this. Yeah. But I think we had to break it down to each other. So what I learned was that it's important to communicate your expectations up front. And I had an expectation to watch the movie in quiet. And it wasn't fair to me to assume that Snow would put that together and figure that out with me communicating that to her directly. Yeah. And I wasn't totally aware that he was trying to listen to a movie. I know he's watching a movie, but, you know, kind of like TV in the background. Yeah, and, and I wasn't upset that you were making dinner. I was, I was upset that I was trying to watch a movie. And the noise yeah, kept happening. And then you're making all this noise. Gotcha. So th that's something we've learned that's important, is to communicate directly your expectations. Don't assume that the other person will figure it out or think, the way you do because they won't and it's not fair to expect them to communicating directly also kind of looks like this if i come home and i say i wish it was cleaner in here to him and walk away he's confused i mean he might think it could use some sprucing up but you're not going to understand what exactly it is that i'm needing no i'm just gonna think oh she doesn't think it's clean i'm just gonna look around and say it looks fine to me and i'm gonna go back to what i'm doing exactly so that doesn't really get you what you're needing a, a better way to say it would be um hey can you pick up the such and such off the floor and put the dishes away something like that that's more direct and less a what do you call it a peripheral comment yeah more <laughs> like passing because sometimes snow will get upset and i'll be shocked you're like 
because I'll miss something or didn't do something. She'd be like, but I told you uh, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, you made some tangential, <laughs> peripherally related comments about it. And you expected me to connect the dots. And in no way did that connect to me. So it's important just to communicate your expectation and what you want explicitly and directly. Yeah, more than likely the other party is willing to comply. Or perhaps you have to do a bit of a compromise. Yeah, and, and so one thing for me that Snow gets bugged at with me is I leave napkins around the house. And there's a psychological reason for it. I don't <laughs> like greasy, grubby hands. And so <laughs> I always have a paper towel in my hand. And it's like... I know that I can keep my hands clean at all times <laughs> by keeping this crumpled paper towel with me. But then sometimes I'll just leave it. They the are just the everywhere. I don't mind if you're cleaning your hand. I just don't know why you leave them. It, it's because I'm just not conscious of it. Got Since it. Since you communicated to me that you want me to throw them away when I'm finished, I try to make an effort to remember. And sometimes I do, sometimes I may forget, but at least I'm more conscious of it now. So I'm trying to make an effort to... Adapt the request. To, yeah. Into your behavior. regular... And I appreciate that because I'm not asking you to change everything you do because I, I don't mind it if you clean your hands. It's important to be patient with when you are used to living and doing something a certain way and the other doesn't but if they don't get it right the first time or the second time or perhaps they don't remember it all the time thought that's enough mm -hmm. another one to remember when it comes to patience is um your need for peace yes part of being a man and i don't know if this is backed up philosophically but <laughs> for me i've related to it for me as a man I find part of my, a large part of my identity in performance, like fundamental questions of who I am or things like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? And a woman might say, am I beautiful? Am I valuable? Am I gifted? Exactly. So, and because of those differences in like who we are fundamentally, there's difference in our needs. So when I come home from work, I feel like I've been performing all day at my job, trying to be my best, trying to perform. And when I come home, I just want peace and to be free from any stress where nothing is asked or demanded of me for a period of time where I can just get a rest from that need to perform. No, I don't want any of that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So for me, that may look like wanting to come home and watch a movie or TV show or just eating in peace without any issues of the household or life in general brought up for a certain period of time. And, and just, you just want to escape. Yeah, just mm -hmm. no drama for a time. And sometimes snow will come home. I'll be watching TV. Dogs with me, we're chilling. And then snow will just come home. Why is the dishes out here? Why is this like this? This place is a mess. It just blows up. <laughs> it just blows up my peace. And I'm trying to explain to her that the need I have for peace and how important that is to me. Mm -hmm. Not to say that the things she's bringing up aren't important. Right, right. Dress, but at the timing and just mm -hmm. 
put those aside for the time being. Yeah, I'm a very active and go-getter type person. So I feel like I can't rest until something's complete. And I tend to be an all-or-nothing person because of that. So I realized in our first year that that was an absolute need for him. The peace factor. And all I'm thinking, you know, is, well, what about my peace? Because it's disgusting in here. I can't... <laughs> Mind you, it's not that gross. I'm <laughs> just thinking of, you know, like ants and cockroaches it's climbing bad, out. It, it's like just things, things everywhere. It's disorder and chaos to me. <laughs> you step on a crumble paper towel and I'm like, dude. So I, I can't rest until something's finished. And I'm learning how to balance that out because this whole first year has been a balancing a there's a time and a place kind of thing since I realize he has needs too. So now I'm more strategic in my request in that Joel wants to comply and wants to give me the things I need and wants me to feel heard and important. So I can ask, will you move this? Will you clean this up or whatever? And he'll respond, yes, I will do this at this time or I will get to this at this around this time and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I respond way better to... Even if I'm in the midst of, you know, watching TV or whatever, if you say, hey, would you mind putting your dishes in the dishwasher before you go to bed or cleaning up the kitchen before you go, go to bed? I'll be sure. I respond to that way better than this is a mess. Why is this like this? You always leave this out. I don't get that crazy, do I? That's how it feels. That's how it feels. Okay. You know, let me let me show you what it actually is. Honey. Oh, snow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I say. I say it very sweetly. Code for I'm about to disturb you. <laughs> something is not to my liking. I need you to do something. And so anytime I hear honey, I just like, oh. He says you can read it in my tone. It's it hilarious. Now? What is it now? <laughs> I mean, there's a Bible verse that says something like, it's better to uh, live on the corner of a hot tin roof than to live with a nagging woman. Wow. And that's why, you know, again, back to that communicating directly, what exactly do you want me to do? Just tell me. Without all the tone, I respond much better to. Also, there, and this goes back to what I was saying, why there's a time and a place. Don't let those feelings... Uh, uh, being aggravated by something build especially if it's not fulfilled to your liking don't let it sit and settle in your spirit and then every time you ask it becomes more and more enraged you've said what you said you're gonna trust the other person to receive it and hopefully adapt or comply or both as more time goes by the better for example, Joel, the better he recognizes it. So I see less crumpled paper towels nowadays. Yeah, trust that the, your spouse... <laughs> In time. Trust that your spouse cares enough about you to make an effort to do this certain thing because it's important to them. And again, I may not be perfect, but I'm trying. So I feel like I want points. I want, I'm trying. Because no, this I'm is trying. his performance thing that you're saying. There's fewer so. napkins around. For this first year, you can't always think like a single person in a union. What I mean is um, I recognize that there were some areas that I had to remember to balance because I had more. I have more than just myself to think about. 
you know, growing up and maturing is kind of getting your rhythm and figuring out what things you need, what things you like, what you like to spend your money on, what you like to do with your time. And all of that is wonderful when you're single. And if I want to go on a, an abroad vacation, spur of the moment, there's more than just my own finances being impacted. It's our finances being impacted. And that's an extreme example, but they're there are others. Yeah, absolutely. Something I've, I've learned, and I think we both learned, is that we're a team and we have to think like a team. And you can't just make those single-minded decisions, especially financially. Like, Snow's uh, a musician. She plays violin and guitar. And, but she can't just say, oh, I want to get three new guitars, a new cello, electric violin, and... Uh, <laughs> Just a whole studio right now. Without, like, us discussing it. Because we need Mm -hmm. to, as a team, looking at how that affects our overall finances. So you can't just make arbitrary decisions that impact the both of you. Yeah, so I've learned it's important to to discuss those. And one person just can't say, I'm going to do this and that's that. Mm -hmm. Because that's not a team. And if you want to do that, just stay single. Oh, totally. The thing is, you both have strengths that you want to use to further each other's lives and to bring value and joy to each other. So if you keep yourself kind of in the center of that universe, the other person suffers. So don't think of it as like, um, I'm always giving up something. Rather, I'm delaying something to better both of us. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, takes time to practice because I can be a go-getter and very impulsive at times and ambitious so any little idea i have i'm gonna try to tackle and pursue and some of it's not always like conducive to my time or my mental health or finances either so that's when i defer to my best pal yeah so kind of a challenge we've had and that we you know we work through is I'm all about compromise. I preach compromise. He says compromise maybe like a hundred times a month. And so she has a lot of times a very all or nothing personality. <laughs> Either we're going to do it exactly the way I imagine it. Either have it all or nothing at all. Or we're not doing it at all. <laughs> we can't afford to do that, but why, we can do this. You can enjoy half. So, uh, like when it comes to getting groceries, I'm not trying to dictate with my single chickpeas and chicken and rice <laughs> menu. But if I leave Snow to her own devices, she's going to spend four hundred. I'm going to get the pat thai and egg rolls all in one sitting. So I so I try to get us to compromise. Like, okay, we'll get your all these ingredients you need. We won't restrict you there. But let's get store brand where we can. Mm-hmm. So just compromise. Meet in the middle. It's, it's a great song. I think it's... Uh, oh, Lord, that song. It's a country song. Uh, Diamond Rio, something Diamond. <laughs> Meet in the middle. All about compromise. I love that song. Yeah. I would say, just in my experience, and maybe you'd agree, that marriage is all about compromise. There's some things that probably a decision that takes you two seconds takes twice as long because you need the other person's input and in the end and over time it feels like the decision is better thought through it doesn't feel like a bad choice it feels like well thought out through and sometimes it can be exhausting compromising i just want what i want 
than I want it now with maturity. That leads to poverty and destitution. That's, <laughs> that's I, a good way that's to put why it. I have to keep us on track and compromise <laughs> to try to reach some of our hopes and dreams in an affordable manner. Yeah, and not end up on the street over it. Got a Lambo, but I ain't got nowhere to sleep. <laughs> So going back to my comment about strengths and weaknesses, you had something to add? Yeah, something we've learned is that it's okay to defer if someone, if one of the two of you is stronger in a certain area. I mean, it's nice if you can get the other one educated and informed and equipped and capable in that area. But if not, you know, just defer. Like for the two of us, I'm more adept to the interested is what i like to say interested interested yes finances i'll make sure the ship is right and you know the bills are paid all you know accounts are in good standing we're set up for retirement you know we got short-term savings going we got life insurance we got if uh, left to me everything would be overdrawn yeah so And and I'm thankful that Snow has deferred to me and she's, you know, let me take the reins in that area because she's, you know, realized that for the two of us, it's better long term. She may not always like it. Joel is more in tune and pays more attention to it than I do. And it's not because I don't care. It's just sometimes my desires and wants are in the forefront of my mind and, um, it can be kind of a short-term thing for me. I'm not always thinking long-term, not because I, I don't want to, but it just doesn't come naturally for me. I tend to put more value and focus in the way my emotions kind of carry me through the wind. <laughs> Part of it is just delaying gratification, and that's something I'm not totally used to, even in my adult life. So that that's Joel's strength. And then a strength that Snow has is managing the household and making sure that our relationships with friends and family are fostered if left up to me they just get a birthday card or call once a year and then the rest of the year they just wither i'll just be withered but snow makes sure you know yeah we're going out with her mom for valentine's day mother's day you know spending time with family on the holidays connecting with friends for game nights or mm-hmm. baby shower she can really foster those relationships yeah numbers i can just process boom bam this needs to go here we got this much for that and just like instant but relationships it's like i'd probably forget about finances just to foster that relationship where Joel may look at the finances first before he purchases that $50 baby shower gift. <laughs> so since we recognize each other's strengths, we're able to work together as a team to find the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joel and his one phone call a year. <laughs> my, I call my, fam- well, I call my parents once a month-ish. But yeah, since we got married like friends, it, it's helpful to have the same friends. Like another, uh, wedding, I wouldn't see them again. It's just, I don't know. I guess that's the natural evolution when you get married. You and even as you get older, you have to kind of uh, put more into it to keep them. So the moral of the story is we learned that it's okay if one person or another is stronger in the area, and to trust and defer to that person, and and trust that they have. Trust that the decisions they're making is for the ultimate good of both of you. 
Yeah. Something else we've learned in marriage so far is different needs we have, uh, particularly I have a need or strong desire for what could be called recreational companionship. Which is most guys. And what does that look like? That what does like that look going like? Going to the park and throwing a frisbee for 30 minutes, uh, tossing a football back and forth. Let me tell you, ladies, that one's a tough one for me. I play instruments and draw and like to run on the on trails. I think because I work at a computer all week, I, have a, I get a lot of pent-up energy and I need to run around and do something physical as an outlet for that. And I enjoy, you know, tossing a Frisbee, throwing a football, but it's like pulling teeth to get you to <laughs> do it. I do enjoy sports to some degree because I enjoy competitive activities, board games, video games, that kind of thing. But physical, sometimes I think when I'm physically like exhausted or just my muscles don't feel strong, it's like it's not an enjoyable experience at that point. So, but yes, it will be like pulling teeth because it's not totally like, yeah, let's go do that. And then on the flip side, I've learned that snow has a desire or has a need for affection and to be built up with words. Mm -hmm. So, and that doesn't come naturally to me. So she'll remind me sometimes, like, I need your word. <laughs> yeah. So just like you, like the frisbee tossed, I like words tossed. I don't know. That was lame. But... So you have to remember, like, even if those needs for your significant other feel very foreign and outside of the things you normally like to do remember that there are things that you have that you need that may be outside of their scope of usual as well another thing i've learned is and i've seen this from other women from friends and it's like mind-boggling to me they remember everything <laughs> i had a friend one time i had a general idea of the year or two in which i met her but one time she told me like yeah, I remember we're in a parking lot and we talked about this. I had this conversation. I'm like, well, I remember that. How can this be? And then I see that with you too. And you remember conversations we had two years ago or clever details that was totally lost to me. I don't even know if I can explain that. I don't know how I know that or remember anything. But a lot of how I experience and interact with the world and people, uh, you have especially as... I'm experiencing you more than I'm listening sometimes. So things that I remember from far, far beyond are tied to what I was feeling at that time. And if I have that feeling again, even later, I somehow remember that. So it's our superpower. It's definitely a superpower because my mind does not function that way. <laughs> How do you remember stuff? I remember general things and main points, all the details gone within months. <laughs> Last thing I want to mention that I've learned, and I can't, I, I'll just speak for my experience, is that, and it was surprising in an extremely fulfilling and pleasant way, is that I learned that I could and have experienced unconditional love in a way that I didn't think was possible apart from God. You have demonstrated to me love and support even at low moments embarrassing moments and that's just to me that's like supernatural and it's you make me cry joel it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the greatest thing that's so sweet i 
I knew you were going to say that. I put on here, I wanted to be a surprise. Jeez, now I gotta come up with something. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Again, we're not expert. Nope. Take the good, leave the bad. Maybe you can relate to something. We're just through effort and commitment trying to make this work. See you next time. Exactly. Well, she'll see you next time. I don't know when I'll be on next. But... He'll be back <laughs> whenever I feel like it. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Snow Globe Podcast and follow us on Twitter at the Snow Globe Pod and hopefully bring you new even more wonderful guests on the show and i can't wait for you guys to hear what we have coming up next want to come again to you sooner than friday and go back to our regular schedule around the end of april but wanted to get you guys some more content just because i know a few of you at home kind of bored thanks again i'll see you guys soon